we inform. Religious freedom is about people of faith being able to live out their faith, live out their convictions, no matter where they are. We equip. This is a battle of worldviews. And we activate. We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. This is AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome to AFA at the Core. I'm your host, Walker Wildman, on the American Family Radio Network. So good good to be with you today on AFR. Our website is AFR.net, AFR.net. And as a reminder, this week is our Truth for Youth Bible Campaign Week. If you go to our website that I just mentioned, AFR.net, right there at the top of the page, you can see our Truth for Youth Week uh, link where you can click to it. It will take you over to uh, Tim Todd's website where you can request your Bible for a teen in your household or someone you know age 13 to 18 is the qualifier there. And each teenager can get one free Bible to take with them to school. And they can also use it to hand out to uh, a friend that is lost, that is an unbeliever. And so that's a great opportunity that we're focusing on this week on American Family Radio. If you go to AFR.net, right there on the top of the page, on the homepage, you can click on the Truth for Youth campaign, find out all the information you need, fill out the request form there online. It's uh, very easy to do. takes you about five minutes. And request your Truth for Youth Bible here on American Family Radio. That's what we're focusing on this week. The book of Proverbs is where we are and where we will be for the foreseeable future. A lot of wisdom there. The uh, in, in chapter 1, it gives us uh, what the book of Proverbs is intended for. And in, in chapter 1, verse 4, it says, uh, To give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. That's the goal of the book of Proverbs, and there's much more description there in chapter 1. But what we're focusing on this week is in chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and years of life and peace, they will be added to you. That's out of the book of Proverbs, chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. If you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, uh, on Facebook, we're on the American Family Radio page, AFR's Facebook page. You can watch the live stream there. We're also on YouTube on AFA at the Chorus page, which is my show page on YouTube. We're there uh, live streaming the show. But if, you, if you're if you watching live online, you see this T-shirt, this mystery T-shirt beside me in studio. And it's like I've got my imaginary friend here sitting beside me. Um it's a lifeless shirt. There's no one inside of it. <laughs> it needs to be activated. It needs to be activated, Bobby. And you know, if I was smart, if I was thinking, if I was properly planning for the show, I would be wearing the shirt. You know, what better way than to wear the shirt that I'm about to promote? But instead, no, I've got to be wearing this this collared shirt, and the shirt I'm promoting is it's sitting right shirt, beside though. me. That's good, it is a good-looking good shirt. Uh, Both so of them. This yeah. is our... Um, this is our Activate shirt, our mission shirt here at American Family Association. We're all about informing, equipping, and activating individuals to transform American culture um, and transform families here and abroad. So that's our goal. This is our mission shirt. This is our, our Activate shirt. 
that you can find at our resource center. I'll keep it here for those of you who want to tune in and watch the show. I'll keep it right here. But this is our Activate shirt. You can find it at our resource center and order it for yourself. If you go to resources.afa.net and order the shirt, that's our resource of the week. So go to resources.afa.net and order the shirt that we've got here in studio. Great looking shirt, and it gives you an opportunity to tell people about the work of American Family Association. And more importantly, that will lead you into a gospel conversation, and you can tell them about why AFA exists, and that is to spread the good news of Jesus Christ and be a leading organization for biblical worldview training. Amen. Jumping right in to our our, our show for today, Today is Flashback Tuesday, and I just had to bring this clip in. I told you I would. Bobby put it together. We have it for you. Um, we've been uh, yesterday. I played a clip where Dr. Anthony Fauci says that uh, masks work. As a matter of fact, he said the cloth masks work great. They, they work great. They provide a lot of protection. Uh, he said that not too long ago. Well, we're going to go back. Oh, probably about eighteen months ago. Uh, 17 to 18 months ago, and here is Dr. Anthony Fauci on 60 Minutes talking about masking, clip 10. There's a lot of confusion among people and misinformation surrounding face masks. Can you discuss that? The masks are important for someone who's infected to prevent them from infecting someone else. Now, when you see people and look at the films in China and South Korea, whatever, everybody's wearing a mask. Right now in the United States, people should not be walking around with masks. You're sure of it, because people are listening really no, closely to this. Right now, people should not be walking. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. When you're in the middle of an outbreak, wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better, and it might even block a, a droplet, but it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. And often, there are unintended consequences. People keep fiddling with the mask, and they keep touching their face. Not as effective as you would like, and he also says it has unintended consequences. He's talking about masking there, how it has unintended consequences because people are meddling around with it, touching their face uh, with their unclean uh, hands. Uh, so that's very interesting. You know, he's changed at least three times, if not more, on whether to wear a mask or not. <laughs> and Bobby, you know, science does change. Science evolves as as we begin to learn more things. But we've been uh, uh, the masking in in the medical field has been around for a long time, and I don't think the science is changing a whole lot there. Yeah, exactly right. And those pores on those cotton masks are, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of a thousand times more porous uh, than the virus itself. So it's like sneezing through a chain link fence or Another analogy I've heard is throwing sand through a chain link fence. It has the same uh, viability against that object. It's it's just all it does is just uh, coagulate, contain uh, germs within, and uh, gives people headaches. And you know all the, all of this information is documented, and uh, it's out there. You just have to do your research. Yeah, I I had you post the study yesterday afternoon on my podcast from yesterday. So if you go right. to AFR.net on the AFA at the Core podcast page, you can click click a link over to that study that was done in uh, South Korea on four COVID-positive patients, and they put the mask on them, the surgical mask, um, and it had hardly any effect on preventing uh, the, the, rest, the virus from spreading outside of the mask. 
Um, even they found uh, the virus on the mask a day later, still active on the mask. So you're putting that mask on, on and off for days on end without washing it. It can be very, very counterproductive. And Dr. Anthony Fauci agrees. So there's your flashback Tuesday for the week. Uh, the Senate just finished passing a roughly $1 trillion, maybe even $1.5 trillion what they're calling infrastructure package. And this this bill is is very bad. I don't think that's an overstatement. It's a very, very bad bill. And it it does a, a lot of bad things. And a couple of them, uh, the first one, the primary one, primary, primary uh, reason it's a bad bill is because it expands government tremendously. It expands the role of government. Uh, Senator Lindsay, uh, Senator um, Cassidy uh, from Louisiana uh, was on Laura Ingram's show last week talking about this bill, trying to f- defend this bill, and he claimed that this bill is completely separate than the reconciliation bill, the like $4 trillion bill they're working on, and he claimed that that passing this bipartisan bill will help prevent the bigger bill from going through which is such a horrible way of fighting for what you believe in to like compromise in the name of not getting something worse done, which is no way of fighting at all. Can you imagine if our founding fathers like thought we can just compromise with the British, you know, and maybe it won't be as bad as we think it's going to be. Um, no, that wouldn't have happened. And thankfully they didn't do it. Well, as it turns out, uh, these two bills are, are intertwined. Uh, these two pieces of legislation are intertwined. This is a piece from Breitbart.com. It has the quote uh, from Senator Bill Cassidy, Cassidy from Louisiana saying that he's a proponent of this bill, by the way. He voted for it. And he said that, quote, these two bills are totally separate, is what he said. These two bills are totally separate. He goes on to say they're not linked. It's not going to increase our debt or else increase taxes. But in terms of our effort, it shouldn't have an impact talking about the two different pieces of legislation. Well, as it turns out, um, the other senator, Kennedy from Louisiana, he came out last night and said that's not true. It does increase taxes, which Senator Cassidy went on to say it doesn't increase taxes, but it does. Senator Kennedy said uh, specifically in this bill, it's going to increase just in Louisiana. One of their industries, it's going to increase their taxes by $1.3 billion just in a chemical industry, which which Louisiana uh, does. Uh, the name of it is Patrol Chemical, is what the Senator Cassidy cited last night. But uh, that that just that industry alone in Louisiana, according to Senator Kennedy, is going to get a tax of $1.3 billion just in one year from this piece of legislation. So... Then the other piece that I covered about the bill is that it has a, a, a piece of it which helps the federal government develop the de- continue to develop the per-mile tax, the per-mile tax for your vehicle. Well, what does that do? Well, that continues to expand the police state, like China. You know, they put all these fancy technologies out there on the highways so they can track mine in your vehicle to see how many miles we're driving a day. Well, then they turn around and the FBI is going to use that for whatever kind of political purposes they want to use it for. 
And so this is a dangerous path that we're going down as a country. And as Sandy Rios said this morning, uh, you need to call your senator and urge them uh, to, well, you need to thank those who voted against it. And you need to call and voice your frustration and your concern uh, to those that voted in favor of it. And in the next segment, I will give out the Capitol switchboard number so you can call your senator and question their office as to whether they voted for or against it and let your voice be heard there. And it still has to go through the House of Representatives. It still has to go through the House of Representatives, but this is absolutely frustrating. Here is a clip one. This is Senator Mike Lee talking about the infrastructure inflation bomb. Clip one. This is yet another inflation bomb dropped on an already carpet-bombed economy. This is something that reinforces the false notion that the federal government is in charge of everything. Yes. That it's also based on a false notion that this is principally about infrastructure, which it isn't. And by the way, most infrastructure isn't federal and should never be in the first place. This is going to make everything more expensive for Americans. It causes inflation. Inflation hurts the poor and middle class more than anyone else. This bill is going to make a substantial effort at destroying the budding cryptocurrency industry. It's also going to wreak havoc on homeowners. As home buyers find uh, these increased fees that they're putting in place, they're going to make everything more expensive in the real estate market they already can't afford. On top of all this, Steve, this is a massive intrusion into privacy as this creates a pilot project to monitor where you drive and how many miles you drive in a year. This is not what the federal government ought to be doing. And this is not bipartisan and chip in action. This is the uniparty forcing the will of Washington, D.C. This isn't just about Democrats versus Republicans. This is Washington, D.C. against the American people, and it's wrong. Well, folks, this is not, this is not the American people's problem. The Republicans claim to be for limited government for balanced budgets, and for fiscal responsibility. That's what Americans go to the ballot box and vote for when they cast a vote for someone who claims to be a Republican and a conservative. So this is not your fault to the voters out there. This is the the fault of politicians in Washington, D.C. who do not keep their word. They lie to the voters, and then they go to Washington and do the opposite of what they say they'll do. That's the problem. They're responsible. AFA at the core. I'm Walker Wildman. We'll be back in a few minutes. And having sent into Macedonia two of his helpers, Timothy and Erastus, he himself stayed in Asia for a while. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. As Apostle Paul navigated torrential ministerial waters in Ephesus, he sent Timothy and Erastus ahead of him as an advance team to Macedonia. Paul also includes Erastus as one who greeted the church at Rome in Romans 16.23, in which Paul described Erastus' job as the city treasurer in Corinth. In 1929, archaeologists in Corinth discovered a mid-first century Latin inscription that read, Erastus, in return for his edelship, laid the pavement at his own expense. The modern equivalent of a first-century Edel would be a city manager. The Bible is trustworthy. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner or visit the podcast page at AFR.net for more from Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. 
This is Raising Godly Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls. Body dysmorphia is on the rise. Findings prove that social media and screen time factor into this increase. While there are warning signs that your daughter might be battling body dysmorphia, to the untrained eye, it could seem like simple adolescent insecurity. Things like obsessing over scars or acne, excessively brushing or plucking hairs, they're all common symptoms. The best course of action you can take for your daughter is twofold. Seek professional clinical help for this type of mental health disorder. And secondly, pray for her. Post Psalm 139 on a sticky note in your bathroom. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. We are all called to raise up the next generation of Christian leaders. Learn more about empowering girls through the love of God at RaisingGodlyGirls.com. In churches, and a lot of churches today, the issue of identity is sort of like the big elephant in the room. It's in the news, but it's not in the church. So if it's in society, it needs to be something the churches are addressing. In His Image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality, is now available for church screenings and events. Every person in America needs to see this. And all pastors need to show this to the church, get the people informed. If the church, Jesus isn't the answer, where's the world going? We want the message of the film to touch as many hearts and lives as possible. And we'd love to join with you to bring the film to your community. So let's say you have a small group or your church, or we've even been bringing the film into some prisons. We want to partner with you. So what we'll do is we'll send you a special kit and it's completely free and it'll just have some extra resources to help you promote your event. To find out more about how to host an event, go to inhisimage.movie and click on the host an event tab. That's inhisimage.movie. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to AFA at the Core. I'm your host, Walker Wildman. And as I promised last week, I'm going to get right to my guest. I'm going to get right to my co-host for this segment every Tuesday and Thursday, Wesley Wildman, Vice President of Outreach, and he's also my brother. And I, um, I told you I would get to you right out of the break. I kept my word, Bobby. I kept you did. my word. You did. You really did. You kept your word. And there's just, I mean, I'm just inundated with just so much knowledge that I just got to get it out there to the people. That's good. I'm you glad know? you have humility as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I look, I'm just a four-year, no, seriously, I'm just a four-year grad from Mississippi State. I got a uh, business degree, journal business degree. I went to Downline Bible Institute. It was a nine-month Bible training for discipleship. I did that, and uh, I've just been working up here every time. But while I don't have the uh, resume that some of our uh, show hosts have that are really good, and there's a reason they have a uh, good program, good following on AFR, it's because of the content they bring in their preparation. I will say I do want to give credit. I have sat under a lot of heroes of the faith here at AFA, and I have been a part of – I mean, the list goes on. I don't want to leave anybody out, so I won't start naming people. But I've enjoyed my time here at AFA. I've been working here full time 
eight years this August. Right now, all, been the, full time. all the people who have poured into our lives uh, sure. helps us help us to be who we are today. Right. So we hope, we hope to navigate this this particular segment to the best of our ability. Yeah. And uh, now that I've introduced you, yep. I'm going to go back for about ten minutes and cover some other stuff, and I'll be back. <laughs> we'll be right back. No, I'm just <laughs> ready. <laughs> okay. That's why I brought my drink in here. I'm ready. I'm ready. For those to- that are watching, I'm, I got to- my drink. Totally kidding. I'm I'm, I'm going to uh, I'm going to tell our listeners one thing that I told them I would do. Yeah, go for last it, segment. Uh, I told them I would give out the capital switchboard number. That's what I'm going to do now. I'm also going to read off the list of uh, 19 Republicans or 18 that voted for this uh, garbage bill in Washington, D.C. And that's my, my name for it. Here's the capital switchboard. 202-224-3121. Marty also has that up on the video stream uh, as a lower third. 202 224 Two one. That is the number to the Capitol switchboard. You can also look it up on the internet. Just type in U.S. Capitol switchboard number, and you can find it there. Here are the 18 Republicans who voted for this Biden infl- in infrastructure inflation bill: uh, Roy Blunt from Missouri, Richard Burr from North Carolina, Shelley Moore Capito from West Virginia, Bill Cassidy from Louisiana, Susan Collins from Maine, Kevin Kramer from North Dakota. Mike Crapo from Idaho, or Crapo, Deb Fisher from Nebraska, Lindsey Graham from South Carolina, Chuck Grassley, Iowa, John Hoven, North Dakota, Mitch McConnell, Kentucky, Lisa Murkowski, Alaska, Rob Portman, Ohio, James Rice, Idaho, Mitt Romney, Utah, Dan Sullivan, Alaska, Tom Tillis, North Carolina, and Roger Wicker from Mississippi. Those are the Republicans that uh, you can call and voice your displeasure. The, let me say something about that before we get into the segment that we have planned out for today for our listening audience, and that's that, you know, I under, I may understand. I feel like sometimes there's a there's people like me that do understand a little bit better the process of of politics and how there, are, there is a such thing. Even principled people have to compromise to some degree in order to get things accomplished, and I get all that, and so I'm a little bit more understanding that than some people are, and I, and I get the other way. I, I, I do follow the train of thought of hardline principles at the sacrifice of all things. I get that, mm-hmm. and I see both sides of that. However, there's, from a Christian conservative perspective, and really even under the Republican platform perspective, mm-hmm. there's things like this that come up that are non-negotiables. I mean, we're, we don't even play with this stuff. And so, to your point, the frustration that we're all experiencing and that we've talked about on AO4 and that we've uh, put out in our action alert is the fact that we will, you'll never see the other team, if you will, make a compromise to this degree on their core values, if you will, right. in quote, their values. Um, so that's why this is very frustrating. So I appreciate you naming the names. It's mm-hmm. important to do so, and we're going to remember this moving yeah, forward. Yeah, and I think that, that you hit on something very important there, and, and it's something I talked about before we went into the break, and that is the American people, many of them, they believe like we do. Sure. Uh, they have, um, many of them are Christians. They have conservative ideals and principles that guide them. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they expect people that they elect into office, especially people who claim to share their values, right. to go to Washington and be firm, bold fighters right. for truth and that which is right, which yep. there, is, there is absolute truth, and that comes Absolutely. from God's sure. word. Absolutely. Um, but but what's, what makes a lot of voters so frustrated is the compromise uh, that takes uh, our country in the wrong direction. So we'll con- we'll continue to keep an eye on that. 
Um, Wesley, we're continuing to focus on by design, mm-hmm. uh, which is our marriage project. But you wanted to talk about this whole Black Lives Matter movement. Yes, but before we do, all right, I got something that you probably don't even know about, and Bobby, you probably don't even know about. You're always and y'all keeping, don't even. You're know always about. keeping things from me. Keeping you. Hey, we. Ta- <laughs> I've been. I've been teasing this audience right here, the AFA the core audience. I've been teasing y'all the last couple weeks, and I want to be honest with you. I was teasing you at first, and then it got to the point where it just wasn't ready. So then I was still teasing you, but we're ready. You're going to tell us now? We are ready. So I'm going to tell you all now. We are ready. By Design has its first monthly challenge, our first monthly challenge. And uh, what we wanted to do before I tell you what it is, is we wanted to each month from By Design, the effort, which is AFA's effort post-Obergefell to educate and promote the wonderful design that God designed for marriage and the benefits of doing it, doing it meaning marriage, God's way. So each month, each month we want to provide a challenge for you, and this month's challenge is a covenant that we've written up right out of Ephesians five, and a ha- maybe a handful of other scriptures. I'd have to go back and look, but I know it's Ephesians five is a heavy emphasis. We've taken the covenant from there, we've put it in in a beautiful PDF printable uh, printout that you can print out. It's got a couple fill in the blanks where you put your name, your spouse's name, and then you sign it at the end. And it's just a beautiful way together for you and your wife or you and your husband tonight before bedtime to look over it, read it together, remind yourself of the way God designed your marriage to be, sign it and put it in your drawer. You can you can post it on your refrigerator. You can put it anywhere through your house to remind you of the importance of God's design for marriage for you. And it's just a beautiful thing to do. I know there's going to be a small portion out there that say, well, look, I made the covenant when we got married, and we're not discrediting that, and we're not even trying to rewind that. Mm-hmm. We just, we just, I just know personally, Walker, that there are things in mine and Chelsea's, my wife's marriage, that we have set up that's in, 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 the, in the process of everyday life yeah. that we have that reminds us of things. We have our vows that are on the wall beside our bed. Mm-hmm. I still wear a ring. There's yeah. things that we do to remind us of that. And this is AFA's one effort to say yeah. this is important. Yeah, and you make a good point there. You know, we need to, uh, as part of sanctification, we should not be at a point as believers where we think that we've made it. Yeah. Where we think that sure. we're good enough, we're sanctified enough, we're good, we're just going to glide this thing out right. into eternity. That's not the case. That's no. never going to be the case until eternity. Sure. Until we're in eternal glory with our Father and and Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. And so that being said, covenants like this and and and, and additional efforts for couples yes. to continue to strengthen their marriage in Christ is a noble and a good thing. And so we need we need we don't need to fall asleep at the wheel Mm-mm. thinking that we got this thing figured out. Uh, Satan is always out to kill, steal, and destroy, specifically marriages. He wants to go after God's first institution. Uh, so good job on this, and we always need to be on our guard. Yeah, and there's one, there's a particular language that's always stuck with me. It came from Adrian Rogers in one of his sermons, but he said that none of us are above moral failures. And he was talking to leaders, Amen. leaders right. and Christians, those that serve in high authority uh, that God's placed us in, whether that be in uh, pastoral ministry or whatever that is. In this case, working here, they have failed leadership. But none of us are above moral failures. That also includes the lay people and everybody so uh, efforts like this is, for some people, will be a reset moment. Yeah. Some people's marriage is right on the brink, just like the testimony I read from the date nights last week. So go to afa.net slash by design. That's afa.net slash by design. Download, print it out, and be a part of this August 
by design challenge for you and look forward to more creative ways throughout the rest of the year for us to challenge you and to making marriage a priority in your life. So we look forward to that. Yeah, Wesley, I came across this this article. Uh, this, this is an op-ed in The Hill, and it, it talked about, here, here's the headline. It says, the end of marriage in America, question mark. Mm. Um, it goes on to talk about how marriage has been in constant decline. And uh, we're talking statistically speaking here. The number of individuals that are married has been in constant decline for the last 70 years. And here's some statistics. And then it'll uh, have a point here. It says, uh, 70 years ago, a large majority of U.S. households, approximately 80%, were made up of married couples. In 2020, the proportion of households consisting of married couples fell to 49%, so a 30% drop there, 31% drop there in about 70 years. And so what we're doing here uh, at AFA by by uh, uplifting, by promoting, and providing resources for couples, uh, our goal is to, to, to change that number. Mm. It's to change that number and, and continue to build godly marriages and encourage people who are struggling uh, to, to endure through, uh, not for our own sake, uh, but in, in the, for the sake of honoring Christ with our marriage. Amen. Absolutely. Hey, look, with the remaining time we got, I do want to go back to your first question that you asked me about, something that I looked in today that I wanted to bring to our listening audience. And then I want to talk for a little bit about the Black Lives Matter movement, talk about a couple of the hypocrisies there and um, what uh, article from One News Now and a black pro-life activist had to say about them. But before we do, do y'all remember back, uh, Bobby, you can hop in here if you want to on this, but do you remember back, I guess I was in middle school, when we were getting we were getting close up to the, uh, a lot. there was just a, 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 an overt push leading up to the couple years leading up to a burger fail to continue to push, to continue to normalize sex, uh, hum, uh, homosexuality, LGBT movement, Normalize it, normalize it. Just remember that leading up to that? Do you remember some of the phrases they used? Like, live, live and let live. Yep, live and let live. That's one. There was um, love is love. Um, don't judge. Um, trying to think of something with don't hate. You yep. know, so you had all these types of language leading up to that. Well, the problem with that is that, you know, to start any good revolution, you need to have a, a phrase or a statement that everybody can agree with, right? Yes. yes. Well, that's what you had because everybody will agree, or at least the majority, an over overwhelming majority would say, yes, I absolutely don't hate somebody. You know, things like mm. that. Um, you know, absolutely love is important. That those kind of things. So, but also, have y'all noticed? Have y'all noticed since Obergefell, the polls and numbers and things will say that that's just not working anymore. You know, because that's not enough. That language, yeah, that's not enough. And people are starting to realize that that's not really what you mean. And right. and they're getting they're getting fed up with it. And so for me to just to disagree with you is not hate. And so I really believe there's a shift coming out of that of people being overly saturated with the real definition of what things really mean and how they're interpreting and using it to their advantage. So with that said, I believe this is Wesley speaking here that we're going to see that same shift. Unfortunately, I think in a lot of ways, Black Lives Matter and wokeness, I believe that they have compromised. I think the church is compromised in a lot of ways because of their efforts, just like the church was in the LGBT movement and Obergefell movement. However, in a free America, hopefully uh, we are come out of this even more stronger than before on what we know to be true. Mm-hmm. Here's what I mean. Uh, just Let's just remind the audience here real quick that Oh, do, 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 do. all right. So Black Lives Matter and their name doesn't match their actions. And here's what I mean. 
because in the riots in the last you know four or five years, because black business owners have been destroyed, mm. have been destroyed by Black Lives Matter protests. Black officers, uh, David Dorn comes to mind. There's others mm. that have been killed because of Black Lives Matter protests directly because of. Um, do we ha- we have a clip for that? Let's play a clip. We do. When people say that they're proud about the rioting and the looting that has gone on, it 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 it, it amazes me um, because that lets me know that these are individuals who don't understand the impact that it has on people who live in these communities. It amazes me that someone would even have the capacity to even think uh, that those riots and the looting has helped our community. It is obvious when we're already dealing with economic issues, we're already dealing with not having enough jobs in our community, not having enough economic base. The last thing we need are for companies to pull out, for stores to close, for people to not have the resources because of rioting and looting. That's something that we never ever need to happen again in our community. These same black people that you're saying you want to help are the same stores that you're rioting and looting. And so when people say, well, we don't own any of the stores, that's not true. There are mom and pop stores all around the south side of Chicago uh, who have experienced the looting and experienced the rioting, and they're not coming back. They're not gonna open again um, because they've been devastated by people rushing in, looting, taking their things, and now they have nothing. The unemployment soars, it goes up. That does not help us. That does not help our cause. That does not help us to transform our communities. It does not help us to rebuild what we're trying to do as a community, to reestablish families, to reestablish an economic base. It only deteriorates it and destroys it even more. That right there is the pastor of New Beginnings Church, Corey Brooks in Southside Chicago, making those comments. And he's right there in the middle of it recognizing the hypocrisy, and he goes on. I've seen some more clips of him to point out the hypocrisy of Black Lives Matter. With that said, what we conclude, conclude Walker, is that black lives either matter or they don't. Hmm. And that's from the headline of an article that's on onenewsnow.com. A prominent black, black pro-life leader says this about abortion contradicts the Black Lives Matter mantra. And he goes on to say that um, considering the facts that approximately 36% of uh, abortions are killed black babies. Wow. So Black Lives Matter, Inc., the organization, should turn its focus on saving unborn babies. Hey, that's man, the that's point the you point. can take from that. Hey, yeah. thanks, Wesley, for hey, coming I'm glad on, to brother. be a part of it. Thank you. All right. Sure. AFA at the core, American Family Radio, folks. We'll be back here in a few minutes with your last segment of AFA at the core. Stay with us.
AFA Action. Announcing AFA.net slash connect. One news now. It's the one click that will link you to so many AFA platforms. Pick and choose which updates you want to receive. Easily subscribe or unsubscribe. American Family Studio. And to quote our privacy policy, American Family Association will not sell, rent, or lease your personal information to outside organizations. AFA Journal. Make a better connection with AFA at afa.net slash connect. American Family Radio newscasts are now available as a podcast. I'm Rusty Pugh. I'm Steve Jordahl. Didn't catch the full story? Listen to the podcast. I'm Chris Woodward. I'm Chad Groening. Didn't have the radio on at the top of the hour? Listen to the podcast. I'm Charlie Bunch. And I'm Fred Jackson. Get accurate news from a Christian perspective whenever you want it with the American Family News podcast. You can also sign up for our daily news brief. Visit onenewsnow.com. You know, if you feel like you're stuck with a healthcare plan that isn't affordable or you simply don't like it, right now is a great time to switch to MediShare. The typical family saves $500 a month when they join MediShare. And what's more, they like it. MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate compared to the typical health insurance plan. That's double. So you get a massive network of providers to choose from. You get telehealth services. And MediShare is the most trusted name in healthcare sharing. It's been around for more than 25 years, shared more than $4 billion in healthcare bills. Here's why now really is the time to make the switch, too. You can start saving each month, which is huge, but right now they'll waive your joining fee. So you'll save another $170 right off the bat. But again, it's a limited time offer. You got to call now. And it only takes two minutes to find out how much you'd save by switching. Here's the number, 833-44-BIBLE. That's 833-44-BIBLE. 833-44-BIBLE. Hi, I'm Will Addison. And on behalf of American Family Association, we would like to invite married couples to participate in this month's By Design Challenge. It's simple but profound. Go to afa.net slash by design and sign a petition that expresses your commitment to your God-given marital covenant. While there, you will see a PDF file that will allow you to print out a covenant document for you to sign and date as a symbol of the promise you made before God to your spouse. Marriage was created by God for his glory. No wonder the enemy fights so hard to destroy it because he hates anything God creates. Go to afa.net slash by design to be encouraged and reminded that our marriage is God's marriage and it's worth fighting for. One man, one woman for life. For life. To participate in this month's challenge, visit afa.net slash by design. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Here we are back in the last segment of AFA at the Core here on American Family Radio. My name is Walker Wildman. I'm your host for the show. The American Family News is the news you hear each hour here on the American Family Radio Network during uh, one of our breaks, you hear about a three- to four-minute newscast from our team over at American Family News. Well, we've been operating our website, uh, the web version of American Family News, onenewsnow.com, for many years. Uh, that's where we post all of our news articles. Wesley actually just mentioned a story from onenewsnow.com. Uh, but what we're doing is we're doing a little bit of rebranding around here, and we're going to be calling everything American Family News. So we're going to marry 
onenewsnow.com and American Family News together and uh, make it just American Family News. That'll uh, actually go live tomorrow. So when you type in onenewsnow.com after tomorrow or after today, uh, you'll be redirected to afn.net or American Family News website. So we're doing a little bit of rebranding there. So everything from our news service will be titled uh, labeled and branded American Family News uh, beginning tomorrow and for uh, for the for the future here at American Family Association. So expect that uh, to be taking place tomorrow. Our news service will be called American Family News. We've got a new logo coming out and the uh, URL to find it will be AFN.net. Very easy to remember. Three letters AFN.net. That'll take place tomorrow here uh, at American Family Association. Uh, I want to encourage you folks uh, out there. You know, we talk about a lot of stories here on the show. We cover a lot of content. Um, We try to provide some encouragement for you and for your family. Um, But local local politics is becoming increasingly important because, you know, we may not can change in in the immediate term. We may not can change um, what happens in Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C., is is in a very, very bad place. That's not news to you. That's not novel. Um, if you listen to the stories we cover, listen to the issues we're facing as a country, uh, Washington, D.C. is in a big, big mess. Uh, we got a lot of people there who don't have the, the interest of our country at heart. They have the interest of themselves and enriching themselves off of, off of our backs, um, and there's, there's corruption in Washington, D.C., all kind of things going on in Washington that are not good. Uh, but local politics are very, very important. And so I want to encourage you to make sure you're involved in your city council, uh, with your mayor, with your county commissioners, if you don't live in a city uh, limits, uh, with, your, with your state representatives, your state senators, your governor. Uh, know what's going on at the local level. Be very involved. Go to your school board meetings. Go to your city council meetings. Um, know what's going on. Email your representatives at all levels. Uh, let them know how you view things, how you wish things were done, what your what your desire is as a citizen. Uh, we need to be involved at every level of government, and most importantly, we need to be involved at the local level. That is increasingly becoming more and more important. So that's my challenge for you today. Uh, that's my encouragement for you today. There was a, 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 a clip I came across, a story I came across. It was just shocking. And this is a fellow by the name. He's an author um, and a renowned conservative. That's the description that PJ Media gives him. His name is Mark Dice. And he did this video in California, kind of a, a satirical video just to prove a point. But what he did, what, what Mark Dice did in California on this video that I'm about to play, is he went around on the street asking people, random people, if they would be in favor of putting people in jail who don't get the shot, who don't get the COVID shot. And so he says, you know, would you be in favor of, of jailing uh, what, what he calls as anti-vaxxers, people who don't get the shot? And I was shocked to hear the responses. Let's listen to this clip four. 
As you know, there's a growing controversy about mandatory vaccinations, and I want to see if Americans are willing to arrest those others who refuse to take this coronavirus vaccine, violating the most fundamental rights of one's personal liberty. A lot of people still haven't taken the vaccine with everything that's going on, so yeah. we're trying to mandate the vaccination. Oh, no. No. We want to start arresting them if they're not going to be taking oh, that. Are you kidding me? That's what the petition is for, oh, sir. You don't... That's fascism, man. We support mandating the vaccine. A lot of people still refusing to take it, and they're putting the rest of us at Let's risk. See. So we want to start mandating the vaccine or start arresting these oh, anti-vaxxers. I don't want to hear any of this my body my choice stuff we're gonna we're gonna put things right so we're gonna start having them arrested if they refuse i agree no no i don't want to get close to anybody we signed the petition to start arresting these anti-vaxxers that haven't got the vaccine yet they're you want to arrest people for not getting a vaccine they're contributing to the delta variant being spread now <laughs> Yeah, just to mandate the vaccine for everybody. Love that guy. <laughs> it's time to start arresting them if they refuse. Drastic times take drastic measures. Yeah. The governor just mandated it for all healthcare workers today. Good. So we're going to mandate it for everybody or they can sit in jail and think about what they've done. Yeah, the Delta variant on them. It's the primary strain in many areas. We want to mandate the vaccine. A lot of these anti-vaxxers are still refusing to get vaccinated, but we still need some more signatures to make sure that we can arrest them if they refuse. Mandate, mandate the vaccine. We're going to force them to take it. My name? Yeah. You know, it's been long enough. <laughs> Folks, um, thankfully, thankfully, the petition was fake, as far as we know, about jailing people who don't want the shot. Um, but the citizens there and their responses, those were genuine responses. They, To them, this guy was serious. This guy was exactly. circulating a serious petition. Um, Bobby, I know you've got a favorite response from that clip. What was one of your favorite responses? Well, to, to, to set up the one, uh, the one young gentleman, and, and again, this is in California, and he's, he's being asked this question, He's and he's – He's kind of cocking his head, and he's carrying his surfboard, and he says, you've got to be some kind of scumbag. Yeah. I mean, this is just ridiculous. And then another guy said it was fascism. The first guy was an elderly gentleman, uh, probably looked like he was out of his hippie days back in the day, and um, even he said, you know, it's, you know this is fascism. You yeah. Know, you just can't do this type of thing. This is America. We yeah, have liberties. That, that was good to see some 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 pushback there. Indeed. Um, but then there were some, probably half of them, at least in the part that we played there, um, that said, sure, I'll sign it. Yeah, hand it to me. I'll sign it. Um, to put people in jail who don't take the shot. Mm. That was the, the, the petition there uh, that was being circulated to try to get their responses. And uh, some people bought into it. Uh, but that's why, uh, folks, that's why we are covering these stories on the show is because we're trying to raise awareness uh, that that many uh, leaders in our country are more than willing to abuse a public health uh, situation for their political purposes, uh, to punish people who don't fully comply with what they view as public health measures. And so that's what we're raising awareness for here on the show when we bring in these stories. Uh, we need to be able to maintain uh, a, a free country and people need to be able to make decisions on their own in consultation with their doctor 
on what is best for them. And that's, that's been my personal view here on the show from the very beginning. You know, I do cover uh, the stories about the shot and how the shot is doing and the statistics, the latest studies from how the shot is doing. What are the effects of it? Are there any side effects? I've mentioned some of those stories. Um, we're going to try to have a, a doctor on in the coming weeks to talk about this from a doctor standpoint. Um, but at a, at a minimum, I think we should all be able to agree um, that American, the American people should be able to make a decision on their own as to whether this shot is for them or not, or what kind of medical treatment they should seek or not. Um, that should be a right uh, that every American is afforded, and especially young children. Uh, their parents ought to be able to have the say, not part of the say. They should be able to have the final say, the say on how their child, uh, uh, what kind of treatment their child gets, whether the shot should be given or not. That's a simple request uh, that I think everyone should be able to agree on. But unfortunately, I know that's not the case. Uh, New York Times, one of their reporters, oh, they just showed, uh, she just showed her, um, her eliteness, if you will, on a clip here that I'm going to play. Her name is, uh, she's a New York Times White House correspondent, Annie Carney. And she's talking about how the uh, President Obama's birthday party, his big gathering that he had, which was not so scaled back, uh, she was talking about how those people are sophisticated and they're vaccinated, so they're immune from COVID. Let's listen. Uh, other people said, you know, this is really being overblown. They're following all the safety precautions. People are going to sporting events that are bigger than this. This is going to be safe. This is a sophisticated vaccinated crowd, and, and this is just about optics. It's not about safety. All right, Annie Carney, thanks so much. Uh, we'll see how it plays out. Uh, good talking to you. A sophisticated vaccinated crowd. I didn't, you know, I didn't even know that that existed from a medical <laughs> term, Bobby. Sophisticated and vaccinated. If you put those two things together, Bobby, you're pretty wow. much immune from any type of illness. Yeah, sophistication will, will will combat anything. It's just it's just phenomenal. And uh, there's so many clips out that have been leaked about it, and there's very very few people. Uh, who were actually masked up in all of that area, much like the AOC photo op the other day. And uh, you have uh, all these folks, 500, 700 people, whatever the estimates are, these people are tended, they're in close proximity, they're mingling, they're gathering. And, hey, more power to them. Yes. You know, the fact of the matter is they're living the liberty that they're not allowing us to do and imposing these these manifestations on us about what we need to do to be, you know, to be, to be, uh, I don't want to use the, a particular word, but uh, to be fettered uh, to their instruction yes. that they're not even complying with. Yeah. Do as I say, not do as I do. Exactly. And that's what, that's, Bobby, that's exactly right. That's what creates a lot of cynicism and frustration, valid frustration amongst many Americans is that it's one thing for me to disagree with the quote-unquote public health guidance given mm. by the experts. But it's another thing for those experts to not, and those those leaders to not obey their own dictates mm. and their own edicts. That's doubly frustrating. Uh, Candace Owens uh, completely agrees here. Uh, let's listen to clip five. Candace Owens is telling Americans that you need to live your life. Let's listen. I wonder since it's gotten to the point where it's just totally transparent, it's just it's just open. You know, you can torch Minneapolis, but that's not a super spreader event. You can have a party in Martha's Vineyard, totally cool. Sturgis is a danger to the nation. How long do people keep participating in their own humiliation, do you think? 
I think they have to stop. You know, I have been very vocal. I have said in every single one of my regards across social media that now, especially following this birthday party, this is like just adding insult to injury here. It is really the time for civil disobedience. I want to be clear here so people don't misinterpret my words. When I say civil disobedience, I mean live your life. Yeah, go to the birthday party. Yeah, have your husband where you want him to be. Yeah, have your daughter's wedding. Stop listening to these people who don't care about you, who tell you you need to wear a mask on the plane while they fly around private and don't know what it's like to have to go through an airport and be treated like you're a diseased individual. It's time to stop listening to those individuals because they do not have to go through what you go through and they enjoy it by the way they enjoy they don't care they're laughing at you and mocking you behind closed doors they enjoy watching you suffer while they continue to live their lives that's so true that's so true i saw a video mm. today of Rajita talib congresswoman from minnesota on um in a party this weekend with no mask with hundreds of people dancing it up partying over the weekend which is that's her choice She's an American. If she wants to party on the weekend and dance with her friends, good for her. I'm proud for her. But don't tell the rest of America that they can't do the same thing or that they can't gather with their family or go to church because that's a bad decision. Um, and, and what we're talking about here, folks, if, if many of you know what our founding fathers went through to establish this country, what our founding fathers went through, the, the, the trials that our founding fathers went through to just found this country so we could have basic liberties, so we could have God-given liberties given to us by God and, and, and enshrined in the U.S. Constitution and the Bill of Rights. And, and what, we're, what, what Candace Owens is recommending there is, is not to, to fight the British, to fight the king. She's just saying, live your life, live your life. And, and this doesn't... You know, as Christians, we're always, uh, we should always be trying to live peaceably among men. That's in Scripture. And we should do our best to get along and live peaceably with our neighbors and our loved ones and, and people that we know and we come in contact with. But what we're talking about here is, is just living your life, going to church, a gathering with your family, having birthday parties, having weddings, being able to have a funeral in person— should you lose a loved one? These are basic things uh, that we as Americans should be able to do, do. And Candace Owens there is encouraging you to do just that, to do just that. Because we, uh, folks, we, life is short. It's here and then it's gone as scripture outlines. And so we don't need to spend all of our time fretting and panicking and sweating about the problems of the world. We need to be focusing our attention and our time and our diligence on God's kingdom, on doing what God has called us to do. AFA at the core, American Family Radio. See you next time. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.